for the next hour. Sit quietly and we shall control all that you hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. Now, it's time for the radio show that covers just about every topic. Because variety is the spice of life. From the arcane and unusual to current events and practical tips. Because if it's interesting, they'll be talking about it. And now, here's Bill and Allison Mancaro. Thank you, Harley. Thank you very much. I'm Bill Mancaro. Welcome. <laughs> welcome, everybody in Hill Country. I'm Allison. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, indeed. Hill Country Patriot time is 9.09 on a Saturday morning, and we're glad to have you with us this morning. Our verse tonight, or today, or it'll be tonight as well, from Colossians 3. It's good all day long. It is good all day long and all life long and beyond. Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, even as Christ forgave you. But above all these things, put on love and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Indeed, indeed. Allison, we've got quite a show today, a different show, a very different show today. We, we, we do. We, we have uh, news that uh, you're not going to hear anywhere else. We have, we're going to have an interview um, after the um, commercial break, renowned author Gary Kaw. So if you're, if you're wondering why the country is going the way it is, which is not in a good way, you're going to learn today uh, from when you hear Gary. Yeah, he's going to tell you why it's going the way it is and what you can do about it. So stay tuned for that. Gary will be on just a few minutes. A uh, little bit of uh, local events today that you need to know about. Saturday, July 24. Uh, the Kerrville Family Swim Night is tonight. And it'll be games, food, and swimming. Admission is $2. It's going to include a meal ticket. And just go to kervilletx.gov for information. Uh, or you can call locally at 830-257-7300. Also, uh, from 7 to 11 tonight, there'll be three bands, Cold Beer Under the Stars, at the end of the River Trail, and it's all free. Free beer? Uh, cool. No, I, that's a good point. It's not free beer. Thank you. It says free here, but, uh, you know, you can. it's free to be under the stars. How about that? But no, it's going to be cool. Three bands are free. Okay. Uh, it'll be uh, at the uh, be a full night of music at the new Trailhead Beer Garden, uh, which is at Triner University. That's brand new. We haven't been there, but that's no, that's we, we need to definitely do that. Do. Uh, the uh, in Fredericksburg, can, the Hill can, Country. Can we, can we drive? Can we drive there? Yes. I mean, we don't have to walk on the trail. No, you don't have to walk on, <laughs> walk the, trail. on the trail can, to get there. You can drive there. <laughs> uh, Fredericksburg Hill Country Swap Meet. You've got a phone call coming in, Allison. Uh, the, the Fredericksburg Hill Country Swap Meet is going on today, Saturday, July 24, at noon at Lady Bird Johnson Park. It is one of the largest old car events in Texas. So uh, get out there, and, and uh, it's free. Uh, it's, it's going on today, Saturday, July 24, at noon, and it will be tomorrow as well. And there is a garage sale and barbecue benefit for Scott Adams in Bandera. Uh, that's going to be today, Saturday, July 24, at Buddy's Waterwell which is 4855 Highway 173 North. It'll be from 9 to 2. Come hungry. Barbecue is $10 a plate. 
for a very good cause, a benefit for Scott Adams. Uh, got just a quick comment before we uh, ask uh, our very special guest, Gary Kaw, to join us after the break. Uh, you may have seen the rocket go up, the Blue Origin rocket in, uh, outside of Van Horn, Texas, uh, this week. Uh, well, afterwards, uh, Jeff Bezos, who... Yeah, we, we watched it live. We did. I, I, I didn't realize it was going to be such a big deal, but it was on... We watched it on Fox News, and I assume it was on other networks oh, also. probably, probably. Well, afterwards, there was a press conference, and Jeff Bezos announced that he was giving $10 million... No, to, no, $100 $100 million, million excuse me. $100 million, uh, the Amazon founder, to the self-avowed, self-proclaimed communist, Van Jones. I'm not just calling names. He admits he's a communist. Uh, Bezos has also given $10 million to Black Lives Matter, which is a pro-communist organization, as we know. So that's over $100 million that we know of to people who want a communist United States. Now think about it. If the country was communist, Jeff Bezos could have never started Amazon. Does that make sense to you? Or could it be that He's buying protection like store owners do with the mafia in case the communists do take over, that he won't be put up against the wall and shot like capitalists, the communists always do to the capitalists. Just food for thought. Who, why is he doing this? Food for thought. Or maybe he figures uh, under a communist government, they won't allow any competition for him. That could be another reason, too. But over $100 million to communists uh, from Jeff Bezos and Amazon. So personally, you do what you want. I avoid Amazon buying anything through Amazon when I can avoid it. I go direct. And uh, actually, you find you don't pay sales tax quite often. <laughs> it's another incentive. Uh, well, if, if you wonder what kind of world we're going to leave to our children and grandchildren, you must stay tuned after the break for our very, very special guest, Gary Ka. Allison? Yes, st stay tuned. We'll be right back with our very special guest. Texas, our Texas, all hail the mighty state. Texas, oh Texas, you're wonderful and great. Boldest and grandest, withstanding every test. Oh, empire wide and glorious, you stand supremely blessed. Texas, oh Texas, your freeborn single star sends out its radiance to nations near and far. Emblem of freedom, it sets our hearts aglow With thoughts of San Jacinto and glorious Alamo God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong That you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong That you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long And we are well, back on the air. Welcome back. Thank you. We're Bill and Allison Mancaro on the Hill Country Patriot. And that was, that was a, a Scrantones. The Scrantones from the music uh, from the office. 9.19 on a Saturday morning. Welcome back. 
And we have a very special guest on the line, do we not, Allison? We hope he's on the line right now. (laughs) Gary? Gary, can you hear us? Yes. Right. Super. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we can. That's Super. Right, that's the right answer. <laughs> Super. Uh, I'll just give you a, a short intro, and then uh, I know we'll go into a little more of your background. Uh, Gary Ka uh, is a former European and Middle East trade specialist, and as such, he had contacts and has contacts with the highest levels of governments, uh, both domestically and internationally. Uh, he's the author of the book On Route to Global, uh, Global Occupation, which is a number one Christian bestseller that has sold over 250,000 copies. And his latest book is The New World Religion. And on the way into the station, we talked to Gary on the phone, and we learned something really fascinating about his background. And I think that that's what we'd like for him to start start talking with. Well, yeah, um, uh, Bill and Allison, thanks for having me on your program, first of all. Um, I guess, you know, people wonder what got me started researching and writing on the One World Globalist Movement, and it goes back pretty far, and I'll just give you a a little bit of brief background. Um, I was born in this country, but my parents uh, were European immigrants. My father is from Croatia, and at age 12, he and his family had about one day's notice uh, to take off and run for their lives or be conquered. And so they formed a wagon train with some neighbors and relatives, threw a few pots and pans and a couple suitcases with clothes on the back, and uh, lost everything else they had. They ran for their lives from the communists. And then within a year, um, he ended up having to flee from the Nazis at age 13. And, and so I could go into a lot more detail, but in a nutshell, my father is the only person I know of, I'm sure there are probably others, uh, who fled from both the communists and the Nazis uh, as a kid. After the war, he met my mother, who grew up in Germany, and her father, my grandfather, was very outspoken against Hitler to the point where in their small town of 300, um, the Nazi school teacher, it's believed, was the one who ratted on him. And one day, the secret police show up in that little town looking for my grandpa. And if it wouldn't have been for the intervention of the mayor, who happened to be a friend of the family and, and who sent them in the wrong direction, and then told my grandpa that they're looking for him, I mean, it's like something out of the movies. Um, he, uh, my grandpa ended up um, uh, hiding out in the forest and for several days until the coast was clear. So on both sides, on my dad's side and my mom's side, our family went through a lot through World War II. And so you have to understand that about my background. As I was growing up uh, in Dayton, Ohio, which is where I was uh, born after my parents came over, um, I heard about, you know, their experiences during the war, especially at family reunions when they got together with uh, their cousins uh, who went through the same thing. And... So by the time I was 11 or 12 years old, I had become very interested in international affairs and, and was asking questions like, how could something so terrible have happened as World War II in a country like Germany that uh, had such a strong Christian heritage? I mean, that's where the Reformation uh, you know, took place. That's where the Gutenberg uh, printing press first printed the Bibles, and, and many of your great theologians came from Germany, and then look what happened under Hitler. And uh, so I remember making a commitment uh, as, a, as a boy shortly after accepting Christ as my Savior um, 
during sixth grade, I remember praying in my classroom, Lord, if anything were to ever happen like what happened during World War II in Europe, if anything like that were to happen in this country, I promise to you I will take a stand no matter what the cost. And uh, I remember that moment as if it was yesterday. And, and um, years later, uh, it appears the Lord took me up on that. And, um, and I need to say I prayed that prayer silently. I wasn't praying uh, out loud in my classroom. Um, but nonetheless, the Lord, uh, I believe, had a plan for my life. And um, long story short, I ended up working for the government of Indiana. Uh, I was under the lieutenant governor, who was the director of commerce. And as you mentioned at the beginning, I, I became the Europe and Middle East trade specialist. And over the course of a few years, traveled over 20 different countries as a point man for the Indiana government to try to bring business into uh, Indiana. Uh, namely by increasing our exports so that it would create more jobs on the home front. And so I was on the payroll of the state government, but my meetings overseas were organized through our U.S. embassies. And so I met a lot of people in our State Department at the federal level, and through them met uh, various international business leaders in especially the energy fields, in the energy field and in the area of uh, medical products. Those two areas uh, were among my areas of, of expertise. And through that, over a period of time, I began to hear talk about a push toward a single government over the entire world. And I was surprised to learn uh, that a significant percentage of the people who worked in our State Department at the embassies were in favor of this idea of empowering the UN to the point where it becomes a type of, of global government. And um, I got really good at asking intentionally dumb-sounding questions. Uh, I didn't always show where I was coming from, because if you do that, people will clam up and they won't tell you what, what's really on their minds. And so just by asking questions and kind of playing along, uh, it was amazing how some of these people were quite open. and. Um, the one thing that the one-worlders had in common consistently was they were not favorable toward Bible-believing Christians and conservative Jews. Uh, if, if you were in one of those two categories, you weren't on their side, so to speak. And I thought, hmm, isn't that interesting? That sounds a lot like the days leading up to Hitler's Nazi Germany. You know, he wanted to have one world one government, and, and we all know what he did to the Christians and the Jews. So that's how it all began for me. And uh, at that point, I began to investigate further and further. Eventually, um, it, it cost me my job. That's a whole other story. And then I spent six years further researching and writing on it, and it led to my book, In Roots of Global Occupation, which came out this November. It'll be 30 years, believe it or not, since that book uh, came out. And I've been doing everything I can ever since to try to warn people of what's coming. Well, Gary, uh, that's you know that's a fascinating background. It certainly gives you uh, um, a lot of insight that um, us regular folks don't have uh, in, into into that. Is that uh, is that the basis of uh, your your two books on the global occupation and the new world religion? Well, yes, it was, it was these experiences that I had um, that I, I believe 
the level of discernment that I had, and I don't want to boast here, but it's just, I think because of my background and what I grew up with, it made me more uh, attuned uh, to spotting these kinds of trends and developments and asking the right questions along the way. Uh, but then I put over 10,000 hours of research into the writing of my first book. I wanted to make sure I had all the I's dotted and T's crossed because I knew it, w it would come under a lot of scrutiny. So I ended up with about 800 pages of notes and writing, and that was condensed down to about a 220-page book called En Roots to Global Occupation. And in that book, I actually reproduced some documents on the stationery and letterheads of, of some of the organizations involved. And um, I think I have over 300 footnotes in there. Um, I'll never forget, I was actually speaking in Canada, and a guy came up afterwards and in front of people tried to embarrass me and said, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. You're, you know, you're basically crazy and making all this up. So I gave him a copy of my book, and I challenged him to look up every single detail of it, and I, I figured he probably wouldn't. Well, a year, year and a half later, I went back to speak at that same place, and afterwards I saw the same guy coming over to me, and I thought, oh, boy, here we go again. He got everybody's attention standing around, and then he said, folks, I just want to tell you something. Everything that Gary is saying is true. I have looked up every single footnote and document to the best of my ability in this book, and I'm telling you this is the truth. He's, he's telling you the truth. And, and so 30 years later, um, I have not had to retract anything out of that book because it's all fully documented. And that's by the grace of God. I can't take credit for that. Uh, some of the contacts I made that led me to the information that I have, there's a story behind each one of them. It's really amazing how God worked to help me put this book together. Um, the, the thing that I regret personally is, and I guess if I have a bone to pick with the American people, uh, this would be it. Americans by and large, tend not to react and take a stand until their backs are absolutely against the wall. I mean, we've had 30 years to do something to take a stand, and very few people have. There are, are people who, who have, but it's been a very small percentage of the population. You know, we could have nipped all this in the bud way back in the, in the, in the 90s, and, um, but it's come to the point that it has, and now we're staring world government in the face, and unless a miracle happens within the next couple of years. This is all going to unfold quite rapidly as they're using this uh, COVID crisis scenario uh, to push all of this on us. Mm -hmm. well, I was going to ask you about that uh, probably after the break. We're talking with Gary Kahn, the author of uh, two books, En Route to Global Occupation, and his other book is called The New World Religion. His website is org, and that's G-A-R-Y, K-A-H dot org, Gary Cock with a K-A-H dot org. Uh, if you, uh, we're going to give you the, uh, the, uh, our audience the opportunity to uh, ask any questions that you might have by text. Uh, it's a local number, 830-285-4295, 285-4295. So if you have any questions for Gary Cock, uh, please uh, feel free to text. And coming up after the break, we're going to be asking Gary to talk about something he just hinted at, uh, COVID and the Great Reset, also known as the New World Order. So be sure to stay with us after the break.
Welcome back. I want to thank our guest, Gary Koff, for staying on the line with us during that break. And just before the break, he... Okay, by the way, I will remind you, we're Bill and Allison Mancara on hillcountrypatriot.com, 104.3 in Kerrville. And we want to thank Gary Koff for... And 102.1 in Fredericksburg and Stonewall. Don't forget our neighbors. <laughs> we, we want to thank Gary for, for staying on the line. And uh, just before the break, he made a reference to COVID, and um, we would really like for, to, for him to uh, pick up on that. Yeah, Allison, uh, to lead into that, let me give just a quick overview uh, about the Great Reset, uh, which ties in with, with COVID. Um, the the uh, director, the founder, and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum is a guy by the name of Klaus Schwab from Germany. And uh, he wrote a book called COVID-19, colon, The Great Reset. COVID-19, The Great Reset. So from the viewpoint of the World Economic Forum, they see this COVID crisis as the beginning of their great reset, and people need to understand that. Uh, the World Economic Forum has, has told us what this is all about, and I quote them, there is an urgent need for global stakeholders to cooperate in simultaneously managing the direct consequences of the COVID-19 crisis. To improve the state of the world, the World Economic Forum is starting the Great Reset Initiative. And so that's how it was launched. Now back to, to Klaus Schwab. According to him, uh, he refers to the current technological advance as the fourth industrial revolution. And uh, to him, it means that the world is moving toward, quote, a true global civilization, end quote. Schwab predicts that this fourth industrial revolution will, again, I quote, lift humanity into a new collective and moral consciousness, end quote. Uh, transhumanism is to be part of this. Uh, artificial intelligence, he says, will surpass even the best human performances at specific tasks. These new, te- these new technologies, quote, will not stop at becoming part of the physical world around us. They will become part of us, Schwab says. So you have the World Economic Forum that is really driving the response to the COVID crisis and has actually been involved from the beginning in behind-the-scenes managing the narrative uh, to this crisis. I want to bring in one other element if I can pull this out here, I've got all these sheets with quotes on them spread out on my desk here because I wanted to share them. I know our time is limited. Um, this is from an archbishop in the Catholic Church, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. Uh, a lot of people uh, call his last name Vigano. Uh, the Italian pronunciation, I believe, is Vigano. Uh, right before the election, Last year, on October 25th, he wrote an open letter to President Trump expressing his concerns about what is going on in the world. I just want to share a couple uh, paragraphs with you. This is quite eye-opening. He says, a global plan called the Great Reset is underway. Its architect is a global elite that wants to subdue all of humanity, imposing coercive measures with which to drastically limit individual freedoms and those of entire populations. Now, I just want to insert here, this is a Vatican insider, okay? 
he, he sees what's going on inside the Vatican, and as a Catholic, was so disturbed that he's speaking out against it. Now, I continue with his quote. He says, Behind the world leaders who are the accomplices and executors of this infernal project, there are unscrupulous characters who finance the World Economic Forum and Event 201, promoting their agenda. The purpose of the Great Reset is the imposition of a health dictatorship, hidden behind tempting promises of ensuring a universal income and canceling individual debt. The price of these concessions from the International Monetary Fund will be the renunciation of private property and adherence to a program of vaccination against COVID-19 and COVID-21 promoted by Bill Gates with the collaboration of the main pharmaceutical groups. He goes on, uh, he talks uh, about, quote, the, the requirement of a health passport and a digital ID. Those who do not accept these measures will be confined in detention camps or placed under house arrest, and all their assets will be confiscated. He goes on, he says, as is now clear, the one who occupies the chair of Peter, he's referring to the Pope here, has betrayed his role from the very beginning in order to defend and promote the globalist ideology, supporting the agenda of the deep church who chose him from its ranks, end quote. And he goes on from there and shares even more. So what we're up against here now is that it, this isn't just being promoted by powerful economic forces who influence politics. You've got the current pope involved in endorsing this. His specific role has been felt the most in the area of, of climate change, coming out strongly in favor of major political changes at, through the United Nations, being forced upon the entire world in the name of climate change. And all this pushes us toward a one-world government system uh, together with the COVID crisis. Um, so he's a key player in this, as is George Soros, who attends the World Economic Forum meetings, along with uh, Bill Gates, uh, the Rockefeller Carnegie grouping of foundations are, I would say, perhaps the most powerful influence behind the scenes in this country, who are helping to finance uh, this agenda. But, and then you also have a growing number of Protestant Christian leaders through the World Council of Churches also coming on board with this and pushing for unification with the Vatican. So you have a coming together now of uh, top Catholic officials, top Protestant figures, and some real wolves in, in sheep's clothing that many people have trusted over the years who are going to turn out to be on the other side. So we really need to be very, very discerning right now on all of these developments because they are very, very real. I promise you I'm not making this up. Well, that's fascinating, Gary. We're talking with Gary Ka, uh, author of En Route to Global Occupation and the New World Religion. 9.42 is our Hill Country Patriot time it's, on a Saturday morning with Bill and Allison Mincaro and Gary Ka. And his website is, his website is GaryKa.org. That's G-A-R-Y-K-A-H.org. Allison, you were... As what I started to say was what, what he just read to us was um, not only fascinating, as you said, but absolutely terrifying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Gary, uh, I once heard a quote. You know, I, there, there'll be some people in our audience who are saying, oh, this is conspiracy theory stuff and, you know, the tinfoil hat business. Uh, I once uh, heard a, a friend of mine say, and I thought I had a lot of uh, 
wisdom behind it. He said, well, you know, some people believe in the conspiracy theory of history, and the others believe in the coincidence theory. Uh, well, I would say, um, rather than conspiracy theory, I believe in conspiracy truth. Sorry. I believe this is conspiracy. Um, as a Christian, I, I believe that almost from the beginning, there's been a conspiracy. If you go back to Adam and Eve, Satan conspired uh, against God by seducing them to sin. And we've witnessed a spiritual battle in this world ever since. So if a person is a true Christian, I believe they, they have to believe in a conspiracy. In other words, um, evil against good, and good trying to overcome evil. And um, you can narrow much of what is happening in the world down to this battle between good and evil. And there are people who either naively and unscrupulously have been drawn into this movement. I believe there are many of those, but there are also those who basically have sold their souls to the devil. They understand what they're doing. They want to bring about a one-world occult-based government um, uh, steeped heavily in Eastern mysticism and the occult. And in their own writings, I lay this out in my second book, The New World Religion, which has hundreds of quotes in it. Um, in fact, I have an appendix section at the back, uh, which consists largely of quotes, uh, revealing exactly what these people themselves are, are telling. The problem is today, anytime anyone mentions the word conspiracy, the media jumps on it, calls them a conspiracy theorist, and that itself is a deception of the enemy. So I, I generally refrain from calling it a conspiracy. There are other terms we can use. We can call it a joint endeavor or a collaborative effort. Uh, there are all kinds of different terms you can use, but it, it, they all indicate uh, a grouping of, of individuals sharing a common worldview, pushing in the same direction. And we are witnessing a clash of this one-world push, that worldview, against the Judeo-Christian worldview of this country that believes in the God of the Bible and the morality that comes with it. And the further we as a world move away from the Judeo-Christian ethic, the more vulnerable we become to Satan's... Um, deceptions, and that's what's gotten us into the predicament that we're in right now. People think they're smart in this country. The more educated they are, the more liberal they've become, the more anti-our Constitution and pro-UN world government they get. Uh, a high school graduate, on the whole, is more conservative than a college graduate with an undergraduate degree who is more conservative than a college graduate with a master's degree or a doctorate degree. The more we're exposed to the university system in the United States today, instead of becoming smarter, people are becoming dumber. They're being duped by their college professors, 92 to 93 percent of whom consistently vote socialist. That's a fact. And I, that's a big part of the problem, along with many of our so-called Christian leaders who have compromised the faith and have um, uh, been backing this agenda now for the past 10 to 20 years, if not longer. Mm -hmm. Exactly true. Exactly we, true. You know, and I've all, I often say you don't have to uh, believe in a conspiracy theory. All you have to do is read what, the, if you want to call them, the conspirators themselves are saying openly, as you have quoted, and you certainly quote, I've got your two books in front of me, uh, page after page of original sources, uh, in many cases uh, 
Uh, you have uh, put in exact copies of of their documents. You don't just quote them. You put in exactly what they what they said by uh, in their own uh, on their own documents. So I I, I commend you for that. Uh, I know we've got a few minutes left. Uh, and uh, speaking of conspiracies, I just wanted to point out that uh, and as you well know this verse and many of our audience uh, do uh, for, uh, from Ephesians, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what's, of course, behind all this. And this is what you wrote about uh, in your second book, The New World Religion. As I said, I have a copy of it right here, The Spiritual Roots of Global Government. I want to encourage people to get copies of both uh, both of Gary's books. You can do that at garyka.org. That's G-A-R-Y-K-A-H dot org. Uh, in the few minutes we have left, uh, I, we have so much to talk about. We, we do. We, I, I do want to say we just had someone text in, and, and he said, I can't believe what I'm hearing. I hope this is being recorded. It is. And I assured him, yes, it is being re- recorded. It is. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make that he, available to he, our audience. He, he wants to have copies of it for to send to his friends. Right. Glad to hear that. Uh, in the few minutes we have left, I've got so many questions for you, Gary. One of them is you mentioned private property in the hands of the elite. Um, and that's certainly going on in the housing market. I just read the other day that uh, um, the uh, um, BlackRock and some of these other multi-billion-dollar corporations are buying up entire neighborhoods uh, and making them rental houses. Uh, eventually, we're going to pay to rent everything and own nothing, except the elites will own all the private property, just as they do in communist countries. Uh, are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, I think that's that's part of the problem why home prices have been driven up so high is because you have a lot of corporate purchases going on, along with uh, some of the pent-up demand because of the COVID crisis. So um, a lot of this is, is um, uh, planned out, at least to an extent, and then it becomes a trend. And I, I believe that the COVID crisis is going to be used. They're going to tighten the screws more and more. And if you don't play their game, if you don't take the vaccine, uh, look out. And so we need to be prepared for some real persecution coming upon this country. And we need to take a stand now while we can. And if 50% of the people in this country take a stand, they're not going to be able to force this on us. But if people do not band together and stand firm, we're going to lose our freedoms very soon. Within two years, this could all be over, said and done. I hope that's not the case, but I'm just saying it could be. By the way, we keep people up to date regarding these developments, you know it, uh, which, you know build, which build upon the foundation of my book through a research news journal that we publish, and people can subscribe to that at our website, GaryCaw.org. Great. That's uh, G-A-R-Y-K-A-H.org. Uh, we have a text question from uh, someone in our audience. What time frame does the WEF, the World Economic Forum, declare as their implementation? Well, on the economic front... Uh, the new economic system that they want to implement has been ready to go for over two years. They're waiting for the right moment. It's going to take some type of global economic crisis. I believe they're using the COVID situation to try to create that crisis to shut down the global economy and either collapse it entirely or at least produce uh, the feeling that if we don't do something, it is going to collapse. Because if everything's going fine with the economy, there's no reason to accept drastic change. So they have to get 
the global population to think, wow, we have to do something to get out of this situation. And they're helping to orchestrate that type of environment right now. So look for uh, the, the prospect of an economic collapse or, again, the, the, the feeling that there will be a collapse, that it's inevitable unless they do something. That's where all of this is going. And, again, they're going to use the COVID crisis and anything else that they can to get us to that point. Now, I can't tell you if it's going to be in the next few months or if it could go on another couple of years. Um, that I cannot tell you. Only God knows. But it's, it, things are moving quickly. Well, another and a final question. We only have about a minute left with Gary Cobb, but we, Lord willing, we'll ask if he would be nice enough to come back uh, and join us on, a, on another program, on another Saturday morning program. Uh, what The question came in, what can we do? What I mean, we're we're you know we live in Hill Country, Texas. What what can I do? Well, there are a number of things. Um, uh, number one, spiritually as a Christian, I tell people you've got to get right with God and and get your life in order um, because we don't know what the next couple of years hold. But things I think are going to get really dicey in this country, and if pe- people don't have a strong spiritual foundation to stand on, they're going to be swept up in all of this financially get out of debt to the best of your ability um, I would say uh, keep some silver perhaps gold coins on hand for bartering purposes in case we go into a cashless system pretty quickly uh, people heavily invested in the stock market I would say limit your exposure to the stock market it's near an all-time high right now and I don't believe it can go much further and also consider getting some farmland if you don't already have some to be able to grow food on and and be able to um, have a water supply and that type of thing because I think things are going to get difficult in the days ahead. And if you have any doubts about what you need to do, ask the Lord with an open heart, and he will be faithful to guide your thoughts and give you clarity on all of this. Well, that's a a good way to end that, and that also answered someone's question, has crypto been used to start this? And you you mentioned that uh, absolutely crypto is is a big part of it, so they can control you financially. We've been talking to Gary Kyle. Lord willing, we'll have him back on the Bill and Allison Mancaro program. Uh, Again, his website is garyka.org. That's G-A-R-Y-K-A-H. Org. So go there. There's a lot of great material on his website. Welcome back to Hill Country Patriot. We want to again thank our guest, a very special guest, Gary Kaw, author Gary Kaw. Be sure to visit his website, garykaw.org, and that's G-A-R-Y-K-A-H dot org. Dot O-R-G. Dot O-R-G. We're Bill and Allison on Hill Country Patriot every Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. 9 a.m. That's absolutely, yeah, I... I was very pleased with that interview. I thought it, uh, you know, went very well. And uh, boy, is he knowledgeable! He sure is. Yeah, and, and he's everything he says uh, is backed up uh, in, by extensive. I'm as I'm, I've I've read his two books. Uh, you know, I rarely reread a book. Uh, you know, most books uh, as 
I think it was Sir Francis Bacon said, or Roger Bacon, or Oscar Mayer, or someone. Someone once said, uh, "Some books are to be uh, are to be looked at. Some books are to be tasted, and or he said that, and uh, other books are to be digested. And these are certainly uh, books to be uh, digested. The New World Religion and its earlier book on route to global occupation. The first one is more uh, involved with the civil government uh, and how." Uh, uh, the governments of the world want to uh, um, unite into one world government. Uh, the second book is uh, his new world religion is the spiritual roots of global government. What is behind it? And it's uh, uh, some of the issues he covers, the spiritual motivation of those pursuing world government, the plans for a new world religion, goals of the environmental movement, the radical environmental movement, the secret educational agenda of the UN world core c- curriculum, the facade of global unity. And then he goes into the phenomena of hypnosis, spirit guides, and the occult threat to Christianity. Uh, so it's a fascinating two books there. Gary Ka. And we will have him back. Lord willing, we will have him back. He's agreed to come back, and I uh, don't know when that will be, but we will certainly announce it. Uh, again, we uh, it's 9.58 on our, 9.59 on a Saturday morning, and uh, we're Bill and Allison Mancaro. Again, join us uh, every Saturday morning at 9 on your radio and online at hillcountrypatriot.com. Uh, I want to thank you for listening. We always close the show with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways. and He will direct your paths. And we will, Lord willing, see you next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. Join us. And th- thank you for those of you who are with, with us today and hope, yeah. to, hope you'll join us next Saturday. Absolutely. And thanks for those tax questions. We appreciate it. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Bill and Allison Mincaro Show, heard each Saturday, 9 to 10 a.m. on the Hill Country Patriots.